more contention no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 24 to 27. Jesus was speaking here and he was actually instructing all of us because he understands the principles of life. He's the greatest life coach you can ever find. And he was trying to let us know certain things about what life is all about. But here he decided to liken life to a builder. To a builder. So that we can be able to understand it better in our own context. As far as the situation is concerned. So he went on to say that therefore whoever hears. He has said so many things. And he trying to conclude it. So he said, therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. He said, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And he said, but everyone who hears the sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Amen. Tell somebody, great was its fall. Tell another person, great was its fall. Now, when you look at the scripture that I read, um, you realize that he spoke about two personalities here. He spoke about the wise builder, and he spoke about the foolish builder so we have the wise builder we have the foolish builder amen now if you look at it irrespective of their differences because the wise man and the foolish person are not the same irrespective of their differences they have one similarity here and the commonality here is that they were all builders they were all building they built something they all built a house and we know that a house is a place where people have refuge or take rest or do so many things. So they both build a house. They all have um, good plans, okay? Because whoever decides to build a house is a good plan. I mean, if you have a house, you'll be free from these landlords and, and rent issue and advance and all those which gives you headache. And somebody said, even when you have a single room or atakwame, you put whatever on it, it's your house. Nobody will come and knock at your door and tell you where is the rent. So, quite apart from the fact that they were all building, they also have good intentions. Their intentions was good because they have to build. And they are building because there is a need in their life and they need to build to inhabit. However, 
the other difference we find here is that even though they all were building a house, they all have good intentions, the scenario or the foundation upon which they built also differs. One built it on the sand because he was in a hurry. He just wanted to do something and move on with his life. The other built on rock because he decided to take his time to build something that will last. At the end of the day also, we see another similarity. They all finished their building. There was none of them who didn't finish. All the two finished their building. So, the foolish man finished building, the wise man finished building. Then, another similarity we find here is that they all finished their building, but there came a testing time. Now, the testing agents of the environment decided to put their building to test to see whether it will last. And when the test came, the one whose house was on the rock stood. The one whose house was on the sand collapsed. Is that right? Now, with all this, when you look at it, you realize that all of them have good intentions. But their good intentions is not the only thing that is needed to preserve the house. So, if you bring it into the context of the marriage relationship we are talking about, every marriage is like a building you are building. Every marriage you go in is a building of a sort. Because if you, if you don't build your marriage well, you will not have the peace you are looking for. Amen. And there are so many things that goes to build a, a marriage. You talk of attention, you talk of commitment, you talk of money, you talk of prayer or the fear of God, you talk about love, you talk about understanding, you talk about compromise, you talk about sharing, giving, and all those things. There are so many ingredients or things that comes together to build that house of which we call marriage. But every marriage or every marital relationship in this context will go through a test. There is no relationship that will not go through a trial moment. There is no relationship that will not go through a testing period. Because anything that has lived or anything that has endured has been tested. The chair we are sitting on before it was approved for usage, it was tested. Okay, they have ways by which they test it. They either try to smash it or try to do anything to look at the durability. So somebody can tell you this chair is durable. Durable in the sense that maybe by your weight, when you sit on it, you'll be secured. So possibly before they come out, they have put somebody who is weightier than you to test it. And so they can say that it's durable. Cars. You realize that there's a sticker that is written past P-A-S-S-D-D. Which tells you that it has been tried. They try to sometimes crash the car, look at the effectiveness of the airbag and everything, the strength of the body, the lightness, the velocity, and everything. And then they will now come out and say, certified, approved, and all that. So when you are driving the car, they can tell you that this car, when it enters into water, it will survive. When you drive through mountainous areas, you will survive. I don't think you can use Citroen in the desert and you survive. But there are desert cars that can run through the desert and no problem. Amen. There are certain cars when you are driving and there is flat. When you get there, you have to stop. You cannot use your Mercedes-Benz C-Class or S-Class to go through water. Are you understand what I'm saying? You are trying to, but when you are using another car like a Jeep or any form of a car that has about six gears or whatever it is, 
you know when you change it you can go through the water and you go through it smoothly without having any engine problems because it has been designed like that there are some cars you can use it in tropical areas and there are some cars you use it not in tropical areas you have to use it in a temperate zones so a car in greenland where there is a lot of snow when it's coming to africa in a very hot weather area it has to be changed into certain things so the terrain is not the same in the same vein when you look at marriage or you look at relationship every marriage or relationship the terrain is not the same there is no one formula that is applied to every marriage or every relationship but there's a general rule that says that every relationship of every marriage will go through a trial time or a testing time now the test or the trial will not be the same as the person sitting next to you your testing time will be different from somebody's testing time amen but we all cannot escape the testing time because you go through it so if you are going into any marriage relationship and you go into it thinking that as long as i go into this marriage or into this relationship everything is going to be okay there's not going to be any problem anywhere there's not going to be petty quarrels there's not going to be um disappointment times there's not going to be stress moments and that everything is going to be rosy like utopia that is a, a paradise on earth something that you've not seen before it's going to be all the time singing melody sweet songs um playing jazz and dancing with um you dancing and enjoying and everything all the time darling darling see that see that and baby i love you ice cream um donut whatever koozie koozie you'll be making a serious mistake of your life in fact when you meet somebody that tells you that well we we are married and the way we are married up to today we have never have arguments we've we've never had disagreement on issues uh, we've never quarreled i mean everything has been smooth you have to look straight into the person's eyes and look at his nose. You realize that the nose will be shaking. Which means that whilst he's talking with his mouth, his nose is telling you it's a lie. He's lying. Amen. Because the best of it is that you go through, you see, the beauty of every marriage or every relationship is the ability to weather the storms and still go on. The ability to resolve the conflict among yourself and still go on. And anytime you pass each test, the love deepens. Because the love that you have should be able to deepen to a certain period where it will settle. And you know why? God, is, God builds it that way against your future. Your future in a sense that there comes a time if you even have children in the marriage, there comes a time children will leave the marriage. It will be left to you and your wife. If you don't have children also, there comes a time you will grow old. And during old age, nobody can understand you than yourself. And so the love you have built over the years is what now comes to bear for you to enjoy. If you are not able to deal with it and you go into old age also, you realize you start having problems in that marriage. That's why you see old lady and papa fighting all the time. Amen. But if you watch it, those that have really passed their test and they've gone on, when you meet them at old age, the love they have for each other 
My God, you ran away. I was googling on the net and I saw an old man. He was saying the longest married couples or something of that sort. Well, I mean, they will always come up with facts, uh, figures or whatever. But I was just told that there is an old man somewhere in Ghana here who is very old and the oldest man in the Guinness Book of Records. But the only thing is that the man cannot tell when he was born. The only thing he can tell you is that his first son, he remember his first son was this and that during this age and all that. So sometimes that is the challenge of the African. But Africans, you can live longer. But the records are not there. So another European, the minute they born, they give birth to him. Everything is recorded. Even old time, where even video is not common, they were able to take records. But here, record is a challenge. Amen. Go and look for your file right now in any record place. You will understand what I'm talking about. Because the minute you enter there, you will realize that the whole thing from here to the top, the room is full of papers. And then you are now saying you want your file of 19 days. Go to sleep. Hallelujah. So the issue here is that you realize that this man and his wife, like I'm saying, when I Google, they were about 70 something years old. And they are still in love. And the way they hooked each other, that tells that they've seen it all. And they are enjoying. It is a challenge that if you start love, all of a sudden, then you think that you've arrived. And for you to think that, oh, Charlie, we are the best couple. We are the this. I don't think there is a best couple. My understanding of a best couple is an enduring couple. We have the best enduring couples, not the best couples. Because marriage is about endurance. Everybody has a story to tell when it comes to his or her marriage. Amen? And every, everybody's story in his or her marriage is unique in itself. Everybody has a story to tell when it comes to relationship. The disappointment times, the headaches, the heartaches, the painful moments, the painful separations, and everything that goes with it. Everybody has a story to tell. And everybody's story is unique. It does not make you a failure. It just shows you that there is diversity. And that everybody is not the same. So, you can't run away from the fact that there will be a testing time. The problem we have, and sometimes when I look at people and I laugh, is that they try to make their marital or their relationship problems very personal and unique. Okay, unique in the sense that they think they are the only people that is going through it and that no one else has ever gone through what they are going through. Nobody else understands their sorrow and their pain. But the deception you make, you'll, be, you'll be having is, is that you don't know that the one maybe you might be talking to has even gone through worse things than you think of. But he still can go on with his marriage. There is no marriage that cannot survive. But the challenge here is that any marriage that is not able to survive, that marriage did not consider or counted the cost. Which means that from day one, the expectations were wrong. And I'm coming to the building. The man built with the aim of having a house to dwell in. But his expectations was wrong. He did not take time to consider certain things. First of all, he did not look at the texture of the soil he was building on. Secondly, he did not take his time to dig deep. 
Because the foundation of a building determines the strength of that building. He was in a hurry. He wanted to put up the house quickly and go and live in it. But he didn't know that anything you put on earth will go through a testing period. So when he has finished and he wants to enjoy and the testing time came, the building couldn't stand the pressure. It collapsed. Every marriage will go through pressure. Your ability to come out of the pressure without crashing will determine the foundation you have built as far as that marriage relationship was concerned. Some people have the error of entry into marital relationship and allowing sex to lead the way. And they think that in as much as we have sex, we love ourselves. And I tell people that immediately you start having sex, you've already blinded the relationship. Because when I want to marry you or you want to marry me and we start the one on sex, there are certain things about my life that I will not reveal to you and you will not know. I will do everything possible to play it the way I wanted because especially if I know you are a good woman and I might be a bad guy and I might not have you again if you leave me, I will play it very well so that I can be. Every man is a play a playboy. In the same thing applies to the woman. If the woman knew that you were a good guy and that you can help her to be and she allows sex to take place, she knows how to play it because every woman can really dramatize. Every woman is a good actor. She will know how to handle you to keep you by her side until you marry. So in the marriage, the real attitude, character begins to show. And that is where the challenging moment comes when it begins to show because from the courtship period, you never saw some of this life or some of these attitudes. It becomes a shock to you in the marriage. And sometimes we are not able to deal with the shocks. Because why? We have overestimated the relationship. Because we have a different mentality or mindset about the woman we are going into the marriage with or the man we are going to the marriage with. So when in the real marriage situation, when the person's attitude begins to now show, then it's like, I never knew you are like that. I made a mistake. I thought I was marrying a woman. I never knew you, you were a monster. I never knew you were a beast. I never knew you were this. Then the insult begins to come and the blame game starts. And immediately these things begin to happen. The two people already have committed themselves. Now, where is the commitment? They've committed themselves because already they've set the tone for disagreement. They are not ready to be able to patch up because they've started seeing each other in a bad light. So even if anybody comes in to, to resolve the problem, you become a third party. They will not listen. Because why? They were expected from each other. And now they are disappointed. We call it more or less like love shock. In typical cultural settings or understanding of culture, you can call it cultural shock. If you didn't know what a certain culture holds and you enter in there and all of a sudden things begin to unfold to you, you get lost. And sometimes you can make mistake in organizational setting. It can be organizational shock because you have an understanding that you think that oh, as for this MD's position, when you sit there, you know sometimes when you are behind, it looks nice. Oh, are you understand what I'm saying? 
Oh, so when the promotion comes, he said, Tell it this hallelujah, I've prayed for it. And then he went and sat in that chair. Then now the reality of the job begins to be revealed. Maybe and in that job, when you, you sign for um, anything, 20% have to go somewhere. And 10% have to go there. And you have vowed that as for you, you have nothing to do with bribe. And so when we were praying, you didn't know the heat that man was going through until you took over. And then when you took over, they now open the whole thing to you now. Charlie, this position, this is how it, it is. It is only by this way that the company survives. What will you do? So now the, the shock begins to come because you go to work, you are not happy because you never expected that you have challenges. The worst will be that if you can't agree, you resign. And when you resign also, you go and sit at home until you look for another job. If you don't resign, you compromise. And when you compromise also, you have also destroyed your own integrity as you hold dear to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? In the same thing in every marital relationship, there are shocks. Tell somebody there are shocks. Tell another person there are shocks. So if you don't lay the foundation well and you allow sex, you allow ice cream, gifts, uh, parties, pote, every time you are going to parties and all those things, drinking, having some jamboree and enjoying yourself, I mean, riding in a car, screeching, playing all those things and you think that is the love it's a lie because at the when the reality comes you will know so you will definitely enter into the marriage and you start facing the things this man didn't build on the right foundation he did not expect that a time will come when his house will be put through a test but what about the man the wise one the wise one considered the cost the wise one planned for the future and not the now. You see, marriage is not your now. Marriage is your future. We don't, you don't marry because of today. You marry because of tomorrow. Because, you know why? None of us knows how our tomorrow is going to turn out to be. None of us knows how our end is going to turn out to be. So because of that, you need a partner that when your end, no matter how your end is going to turn out to be, you have a partner that will be there for you. And that is your marriage partner. So if you just go into the marriage because now the gentleman is nice looking guy, he has a good job, he has a fat salary, he has a nice car, he has a nice home, and you look at those things and you marry the man. Along the line, if issues come, he loses his job, he loses his house. Things begin getting worse. Now, you as the woman have to go and work and take care of the house, pay the bills. So now that the material thing is not there because of the challenge that has come. The temper, I'll call it the temporary challenge. Because the temporary challenge, you are not able to endure. Maybe when the, she was, he started with you, you were eating salad every time you were at the restaurant, every time you were at this party, every time you were at the cinema. Now you got married and the money is not coming the way you expected so you don't go to the cinema, you don't eat ice cream, you don't have salad, you have to now manage how to eat Gary, Kobe, or sometimes eat without fish. And because you are not used to it, instead of you enjoying the marriage, you start having problems with the marriage. And that problem will affect your sex life, will affect your communication life, everything because you never anticipated that in life, even a rich man one day, we need a needle. 
And you never anticipated that in life, there will come sometimes where things will turn around the way you never expected because nobody bargains for life. That is why we have the bank. The bank was created as a saving place, not a usage place. Because there will always be a day of an eventuality. So, the, the, your motive of entering into marriage is very, very important. Whether you can stand the testing time or not, it depends upon your motive, your agenda for entering into the marriage. And today, all over the world, marriages are the more people are marrying, the more marriages are collapsing. The rate at which marriages are taking place, the same rate marriages are collapsing. The question we have to ask is that why are they collapsing? They are collapsing because they are building it on the sand and not on the rock. They never took it into consideration. It has been said, it has been known by um, study that in Hollywood alone, marriage can take place like a blink of an eye. In the same way, look, people will marry today and just after they married and they came out, they are divorcing. So the issue is that do we really understand this thing called marriage? Or are we playing games with it? Or is it a fun that we are having? Marriage is a lifelong thing. A marriage is commitment of two people who are committed to each other. They are going to stay in this no matter what happens. Marriage is like the sailor okay, and the, and, and the, and, and the captain or whatever that is trying to sail with the ship and that no matter what storm comes to the ship, he will not abandon the ship, but he will make sure that he will stay the course of the ship until the ship comes out of the storm. So if you don't know these things, and you have a mind and you think that marriage is all about material things, car, house, clothing, shoes, uh, 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 ice cream, uh, uh, sex, uh, music, entertainment, and everything, child of God, you will have problems. You will be like the foolish builder. Who built his house on the sand? Because when the trial moment comes, when the robber meets the road, you have difficulty. And you run out. You run away because, not because you cannot handle it, you run because you were not prepared for the journey. It's funny enough. Now when you want to, you meet people who want to marry, you ask them, why do you want to marry? He said, I want to marry because I'm growing old. I want to marry because I love the person. Pastor, I want to marry because I can't sleep alone. Sometimes it's difficult at night. And, and you see some things happening in your body. I need a place to download. And how many of you know that even in marriage, there comes a time that even months, you will not have sex. You think when you marry, a time comes when you will be sleeping. And you don't even feel like touching your wife or your wife don't feel like touching the husband. There comes a time in your marriage relationship you see your nakedness and nothing moves you. That is why marriage is not about feeling. Because if you want to feel it, it comes a time you will not feel it. So if you don't feel it, does it mean that you don't love the person? And today we think marriage is about feeling. You see, I felt some. You see, when me who no pen me, I'm me. How do you know it's your husband? 
you don't know. I just felt something going through me like he just, shh, then I know this is the man. If it's about feeling, that is why you entered into the marriage. And I'm sorry, you are building like the foolish man. It will collapse because that feeling will leave. You see, that feeling is not feeling, it's infatuation. And infatuation will always settle. And when infatuation settles, that is when you will know whether it is love or it's lust. There is a between, between love and lust. The last tells you, oh, I can't sleep. You see, I can't sleep. When I don't get you, I can't sleep. And anytime you meet that, he said, even when you are in my presence, that is when I feel okay. Because if you leave me, it's like Amata has catch me. I, I, I feel cold like they have put me into a deep freezer. But anytime you are around me, I feel warm. I can even lie on you and I can sleep. So you see that kind of infatuation of love. So when you enter into the marriage and the man needs to work and by the nature of the man, he needs to travel a lot and do all those things. Now he begins traveling and you say you are lonely. And loneliness in the house leads to another thing, another thing, another thing. The next time you will think the houseboy starts servicing the madam and then the madam goes to this boy, go to that boy or gets friends, moving from here, moving from there, creating problems. At the end of the day, the marriage collapses. Does it mean that there is no love? There was love. You were not able to control your lust. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7am to 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm to 8.30pm for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7pm to 10pm for our breakthrough prayer service you can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you. I know.